The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. All right, and now welcome to the Blue Falcon Court episode of the Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. This is episode 43. It's kind of an eclectic podcast because I got a little bit of everything for you guys today. But to start out, I've got my good buddy James with Project Refit. (laughs) I kind of stuttered through that, but James with Project Refit here with me today. How are you doing today, James? Doing great, man. I'm good. Thanks for asking. You're you know, supposed to ask about I kinda, me, Dick. I kinda, listen, I kind of got uh, hesitant on that because we already did this, you know, before, and I, I didn't, I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, radio gold, but uh, anyway, so James, start from the top. <laughs> oh, fuck it, this is funny. So we're gonna go with it. Um, <laughs> so James, tell the tell the millions of people that listen to this podcast uh, why you're here today. A little bit about James. Sure, man. So um, first off, I really do appreciate you uh, bringing bringing us on, bringing me on. Um, and, you know, Project Refit, we're trying to create community of the future. What that looks like is both on and offline. Uh, we're trying to connect veterans and first responders, mainly police. Uh, I think police and veterans. I think there's a there's definitely a bond there and uh, and firefighters as well, of course. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that the individuals that deal with the most violent of, uh, you know, encounters are almost usually law enforcement specifically and veteran and combat veterans specifically. Um, and from what we found is their thinking, their humor, um, everything like that is very much in line. Uh, so, you know, guys from World War II era came back with 100 to 200 guys on a boat and they were able to have this VFW experience with each other. And in modern day, veteran comes back and they have like one or two dudes if that uh that they come back to uh in their own town or city and i'm just like man we need to connect the police and firefighters and other people who have service minds to be able to have that community with each other and not no alcohol though on our mobile trailers on our mobile bases will be allowed but um if it's around it's around but we won't sell it or have it provided so i got you so you're not the mobile vfw (laughs) we're not entirely (laughs) Gotcha. So let's kind of start from the top a little bit. How did Project Refit come to be? Uh, it actually was born out of my crazy brain. Um, and it got better when I brought in Dan Lombard. He's one of the co-founders uh, and also Chris Carr, another co-founder. So, um, you know, they're both infantrymen in the army. Uh, Dan was blown up twice in Afghanistan. Uh, he was in over 150 combat missions. Uh, a little over a dozen firefights. Uh, and uh, Chris is a sergeant in the army. Uh, and again, infantry as well. I think he was actually one of the top marksmen in the army at one point. But anyway, so, oh, wow. you know, he likes to talk about how good of a shot he is. Uh, and I always joke with him and say, that doesn't include the dick, right, bro? And he's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, you know, they, we really worked together to create this 
environment where, you know, guys can be guys and, and including even like women in that world too have a very good uh, dark sense of humor as well. And we can all joke and just be one. Uh, that's really what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be like every other nonprofit that's kind of like held to the chest close, um, you know, of not allowing people to be who they are. So we're trying to really create that environment where they can be comfortable with each other and joke around and obviously to a point, right? Um, you got to know your audience. You got to be respectful always, but uh, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, that's, that's really how it was born though. So it was, it was born again out of my crazy brain and then it got better when I brought those guys in. Gotcha. So how long has Project Refit been around? Project Refit's been around since 2017. Uh, we really started to take off in 2019. Um, that's when we really started to push hard. Like I would say towards the end of 2019, we saw some data. We saw that we reached 32 million people. Uh, and we were like, holy shit, this is nuts. Um, and I was like, man, our message is really getting out there. I, I gotta, I gotta buckle down and push this thing hard. Um, and you know, because I, I noticed that people, the message was resonating with them and it, it was a, a special thing to see, honestly, and how many people were reaching out and like saying, Hey, thank you. Thank you for being there. And then we started doing the radio checks, which is every Monday and Friday, um, you know, where we go on zoom, we have like this talk where we get to hang out and, and shoot the shit with each other. Then we have private ones that we do as well. Um, and in fact, uh, we've helped out a few police officers too. Uh, one of them was a pretty high profile case. Uh, I'm not even going to get close to alluding to any details or anything about it because I don't want anyone to know who it is. Um, but uh, the individual, you know, signed in with us and one of his buddies got him to do it. It was actually a combat vet that got him to do it. He's like, yo, get on and just talk. And he's like, all right. So he jumped on with us and we all just hung out with them and let him vent, let him hang out, shoot the shit. And the dude at towards the end of it was laughing, joking. He was way more calm than what he was in the beginning. He had more hope. Uh, you know, he, he was going through some IA stuff or whatever. And uh, and we had an, we had an officer that was a retired IA. You know, he, he talked to him about the process and what was going. So it, it, it calmed him down. You know what I mean? So uh, it was really cool to be able to do that. Then we also drove like 1,700 miles to, to go rebuild a police officer's roof down in Louisiana. That was pretty awesome. Uh, her and her mentally challenged brother. Uh, we helped them out. They really needed it. So, you know, cause police don't really have too much support in terms of, you know, people willing to go out of their way to help them out. Cause they have jobs. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you have a job, you're a cop. So, yeah. uh, but a lot of the time police don't have very high salaries, do they? Uh, so, you know, they need help too. Uh, but anyway, I just kind of rambled there for a second, but no, you're good, dude. You're good. So for those that know nothing about project refit, it sounds like based on, on our conversation here, you do a lot of stuff on Zoom. Do you guys do in-person stuff too? Or is that kind of because of what's going on in the world? I, I think it's a, I don't know if it's a virus. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I heard it's like a being actually. But uh, yeah, we actually do a lot in person. Um, you know, like again, driving 1,700 miles to go help out that, that police officer down in Louisiana from New Jersey. So we're in Jersey. Uh, we're based out of South Jersey, though. We're not North Jersey folk. So we have farmland. But um, is there know, some so hatred? Real quick, this is way off topic. But like, is there like basically a civil war between North and South Jersey? Like, do you guys like not man. like each other? We're different worlds. We don't even talk the same. Dude, like North Jersey talks super like almost like New Yorker. And like South Jersey just in fact, some parts of South Jersey 
there's an absolute Southern twang. So I dated a girl from like deep South Jersey. Her dad sounded like a Southerner. The dude literally had like a, a Southern accent. He's one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Um, I'm actually still friends with the dude too, but, uh, like it's, it's, it's great. Like, <laughs> like, uh, it's just a different world. It's, you have farmland and, uh, and then you have this city up North. It's just, it's weird. I, I probably shouldn't have the South state. The, probably the furthest South I've ever made it in Jersey is Tom's river. Is that like, is that considered oh, North or is that like, where am I at there? That's like your, your borderline, your borderline South, but like, that's not South. That's, that's still pretty North. That's pretty I'm north. talking like, like Millville, Vineland, you know, uh, Atco, that's South baby. That's South Penn, Pennsville. Like we're, we're going down, down. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't never heard of any of those towns. Okay. But anyway, Banjo's so I, I root stoop. <laughs> you enjoy the what? the banjos being played <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny you guys are like you know probably a thousand miles from like the deep south and you're like yeah we're southerner down here in jersey but anyway <laughs> the mason dixon line's right there baby <laughs> yeah you know that's right hey so i, I rudely interrupted <laughs> we've gone all over the place we've we've hosted in-person events i actually started hosting in-person events in the middle of the pandemic because i was like this is stupid um i was like we need to get people back out we need you know it, of course if you want to go in, you want to be in, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think if you want the choice to come out, come out. Um, so, uh, you know, we started hosting cornhole tournaments and, you know, bringing guys out, bringing them together, had a golf outing, you know, we, we did a ton of stuff. Uh, so it, we do host things in person and with the mobile base, that's going to be, uh, so that's a trailer that's outfitted like a lounge. I want to bring that around the different police departments uh, concerts, stadiums, and bring the community together um, outside in society instead of putting them away in a, in a hall, you know, or inside of a building no, I and excluding you, each other. Yeah. What's the, uh, if, and I, I hate asking this because I don't know if these are big grand plans, but what, what's the future of Project Refit? Where do you see this in like five, 10 years? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, grand plan is I want to have 150 mobile bases in 10 years, uh, 10 to 12 years all around the country. And I want people to, so something that we recognized is these local missions that we do, like obviously going on Louisiana is necessarily local, but you know, it's a small mission for building just one person's rebuilding one person's roof. Um, in like team Rubicon is badass. Like they go, they put together veterans and first responders and they send them out to like big, large, large disasters and shit. I don't want to do that. Right. I want to create like the, the reconnect the local communities again, help local communities. And like, and Hey, how about the guy that's down the street that's struggling? Why don't you get a team together, bring the base by over there, go get everybody to show up and help that guy out. Right. Go help out, clean up a yard, go help, you know, whatever, like get the local people to do local missions again and give them those opportunities to help their neighbors. Right. Like you don't have to be poor. You don't have to be homeless. You don't have to be just someone that needs some help. Like, Hey, there's a guy to ask for some help. And like, we're the community, we're getting together. We're going to deploy this weekend, you know, two miles down the road or, or 10 or 15 miles, whatever, and, and go help that guy out. So I want to become like the epicenter of prevention of mental health problems and make it normal to be like, Hey, project refit, the local project refit community. Can you guys come help? You see what I'm saying? Like, like create like the local idea of what team Rubicon is to the national. So like become nationally local. Does that make sense? No, that makes a ton of sense. And I like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about all this and I feel like 
I think it does happen. So I, I got to preface what I'm about to go off on because I think it does still happen sometimes. But like, I just remember hearing stories when I was a kid about like, oh, going out and helping so-and-so or doing whatever. And you still see that, but it's just not, I guess, you know, for a, common. it's just not as common anymore. And I think for it's real a community, like we all should have, I'm not saying you're a piece of shit if you don't, you don't mow your neighbor's lawn. Right. I'm not saying that at all. Like, but I, I think we get so lost in everything else that we don't, you know, we, we forget that, you know, that big thing, that love thy neighbor type thing. And exactly, man, don't get me wrong. Like my neighbor's a fucking, she's a total fucking pain in the ass, but I still love my neighbor. Right. So I don't know. Yep. It, you can still, I no, you know what I'm saying? No, though? you're right. A hundred percent. You're right. I mean, think about it. Like that to me, the anxiety and depression are for sure becoming a bigger and bigger issue and problem. And I think it's because we're and that includes even amongst law enforcement that includes, I just explained it to a civilian yesterday. I was like, think about this. And I'm going to actually say it. I want, I want every cop to hear me out real quick. Right. You guys are living in your trauma every single day. You're driving by the house where the body was burned into the fucking ground just the other day. You're driving by the side of the street where you just fought a guy. He tried taking your gun and you had to beat him up, right? You're driving by where a dude tried to stab you. You're driving by a spot where a guy was threatening your family and your life. You're literally living in your trauma every single day. You're driving past these places, whether or not you're recognizing your brain is reacting to it. You might have a chill. You might have your hair stand up for a second. You might just one day, like you, you might end up start blocking out all those emotions and feelings that you're feeling when you pass by those spots and it's making you jaded, right? So your worldview becomes more slanted, which is again, going back to the point of the combat veteran that gets you, you get other cops. You think that other cops don't, or other people don't love their coffee in the morning or like, you know, they don't want to go and feel like, okay, or say, of course they do. We're all literally the same. It's just that yours is perpetuated higher because one, you see shit all the time. You see the worst of America, of America all the time. Let me explain that real fast. A a veteran, right? A combat veteran is going overseas to go fight somebody, but they can't imagine what it's like to fight your own civilians, to fight your own people right? You have to keep sometimes your own people in mind. That's really hard, right? Especially if you're a a police officer that says, I'm a patriot. I love this country. And then people are like, how do you love this country if you're coming at me so much? It's a, it's a mind fuck. It's like gaslighting yourself. So of course it makes sense that you struggle. What? Like, duh. Like you're, you're a logical being. We're smart. Humans are intelligent creatures, believe it or not. (laughs) Uh, That (laughs) Um, comes with an asterisk, but go ahead. (laughs) but no but like that's but that's real right like all those things like i i've heard and talked to so many police officers that's what i hear that's what i've understood that's what i understand so i mean that's i mean that even goes into why we're building our our app that we're building and all that other stuff but you know like that's it creating that that social community for you guys to connect because there's more people to understand you than you think even some civilians i just they, they understand you maybe not fully or ever fully but they do and it's just giving each other the shot to hear each other out that's all well hear me out on this because it's interesting you say some of that stuff because frequently and, and I, I don't want people to hear this and, and stop but hear me out i get messages all the time from cops all around the country like hey what do you think about this or honestly just sometimes i think they just want somebody to talk to and 100% when it's 
I think sometimes maybe they have somebody on the department they want to talk to, but maybe they just, they just don't want to talk to somebody on their department. They want to kind of get away from like that same group of people where I mm-hmm. think what you guys are doing, especially like the zoom stuff, you might be talking to a dude across the country, just shooting the shit. And maybe even that anonymity about it. Did I just say a big word, yep. but just being anonymous about <laughs> it is helpful to just get those things out and talk about them because maybe you, you fear about, well, maybe this guy's a rat and he's not going to say anything right or wrong, but you know, this guy's a rat. He'll say something or I, God, I don't know what I think about this. I think just sometimes just having someone to talk to a safe person to talk to is just what people need. hundred percent. And it's, and, and, and I think that the other aspect too, now, some guys don't want to use technology and that's where the bases come into play. Right. Like why don't they go out to uh, for, for me being in South Jersey, the Eagles are our football team. The Phillies are our baseball team. You know, why don't we go to a Phillies or an Eagles game together, go tailgating, hang out, bring your families with you or whatever. And you get to meet other guys there. You get to meet other people from different departments and different places, different veterans and shit and be able to talk to, to other guys, you know, and get connected to the larger community again, because something I studied uh, in college uh, I study a lot of criminology and, and uh, I guess that's where a lot of this, I, I understand a little bit because I studied some of it, but like one of the things I remember was if you have a, a friend, that's a police officer, don't let that friend ever forget that they are also still a civilian, that they are also still an American. Don't lose them as a friend because they distance themselves. They're doing that because they're actually, they think they're protecting you and they're actually harming themselves by losing that community. Don't lose them. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's almost it's it's almost like what I'm trying to do is create that actual practice, but making the the uh, the ability to do that more streamlined and easier to get reconnected again, because that will actually help you. So, yeah, good deal, man. Yeah, I think I think this is a good resource for a lot of people. So I I hope they take advantage of it. So let's talk a little man. Yeah, hell yeah, that's why you're here. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how people can get a hold of you and become involved. So for Project Refit, you can go to our website, which is projectrefit.us, projectrefit.us. We're on social media everywhere at Project Refit. Um, very easy to see us. We have uh, our logo is is uh, it's a, a couple of guys with guns, um, and uh, also there's a flag. Uh, with a teal blue line in it and underneath of it says no longer fight alone. Uh, and that teal blue line actually is infantry blue. And it's also the blue for uh, PTSD uh, and the black, actually the black of our logo, the color black, the color code is one B one B one C and 11 Bravo one B one, one B is the MOS code in the military for infantry. So uh, the, our color, so our black is essentially the color that the infantry black would be. Um, it's, it's so everything's tied back to, you know, our roots and, and where we came from. It's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Marvel movie, and man. It's all intertwined. Yeah, man. That's what, that's what I, I try to do. I try to get deep with the thinking and the meaning behind things. Cause I think it matters. The small details really matter a lot. So you're making me a little sweat that a little bit. Cause I, I run a thing called poorly made and I literally do no preparation. So Thanks oh, dude! Now I'm second guessing you're, everything you're I've ever done in my deep, life. Though. You're thinking about it so deep that you don't think about it. It's perfect. I like that. That's the best <laughs> excuse I've ever heard. That's wonderful, man. And how can people 
go out and support you and what you guys are doing and make it possible? So there's, there's a couple of ways, actually. Um, we're, we're looking for um, more monthly donors right now. So of course, monthly donations are awesome. Anywhere from $5 or more. If you, if you do $25, actually, and put your name inside our first mobile base and every mobile base there on after, there will be space for people as they come on and stuff, basically, um, to get their names put up in plaques. Um, so, but we're looking to start this program called Donor Dash. It's like a competition where for one month, you're a team captain and you're going to try to get as many monthly donors as you can at $5 per month, or you can host uh, an event for us, or you can uh, literally share our posts. You can, you know, uh, uh, give us advice on things to do. You can try to get a trailer. I mean, literally you could try to raise money for a trailer. We'll build it and then we'll drive it out to you. And we'll, you'll start your own project for community in your area after raising the money for it. So, I mean, like there's, we're looking to really expand this thing out and it's only going to happen when we get enough people to buy into this concept and idea of uniting the community. So uh, monetarily and obviously through word of mouth and, and sharing posts and shit on social media always helps. I think we're getting blacklisted too by Facebook, by the way. Just want to say that it's kind of bullshit. We're Welcome to my life, million, sir. Dude, 1 million people per month. This time last year we were reaching on average. It is down to 13,000 now. Tell me there's something not going on. Yeah, dude. I Unfortunately, I've kind of discovered that Facebook and Instagram is kind of pay to play. I'm not paying for ads. Um, I'm not going to do that. Because here's the thing. If I pay for an ad, they're going to send me whoever in my demographic. And I'm going to get a bunch of people over there that I don't want. And uh, it sucks, man. It does suck. Facebook and Instagram, like if you're not buying their ads, they'll turn your shit down. Sucks, dude. It's crazy. So that's why it's important (laughs) to... uh, listen to my podcast and spread the word. Well, Hey James, I appreciate all your time and uh, thanks man. everybody listening to the podcast. I'll have links to all that in the description of the podcast and uh, up on the page. So James, real quick, this is something I usually do with my yes. guests, but um, do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the millions of people listening to the podcast? I, I don't know. I, I really want to say like, if you need help, dude, like just fucking get it. Just stop worrying about, this stupid ass shit like what somebody's gonna say do it on the side do it on your own if you have to in terms of like going and finding someone to talk to who the fuck cares you have a family that you're trying to build maybe a life you're trying to build there is happiness there i promise you if you're feeling down or whatever that's normal if you're feeling like you have no emotion again fucking talk to somebody that's it man like stop not doing that I, i i did it for myself Dan's done it. Chris has done it. Like it helps a lot. Trust me. It's fucking worth it. Even if it's talking to somebody you trust, you know, and it does. And sometimes just talking and opening up about things just makes you feel better. And I wanted to add on, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I had a guy, which if you haven't listened to 40 yet, fucking listen to 40. That's a great podcast. And I know that's weird hearing from one of the people that was on it, but just, just trust me on that. But I had a guy on there that basically opened up about mental health and going and getting help. It's fucking great that he's doing that. You don't have to be him though, right? Like I think some people right. are like, ah, I don't, you know, then I'm going to have to tell everybody about it. No, you don't. It's fucking don't. great that he went out and told everybody about it. So people are more comfortable. You can do it on your own. You don't have to tell a fucking soul. Literally. So you don't have to tell and anybody. And, yeah, absolutely. And like if you come to us, you're not, no, no one is ever going to know. No one. I, I swear 
I'm not going to tell anybody. I just told you guys very bluntly about a person, a police officer came on, talk to us. We've talked to many, by the way. Um, but we're, we, I didn't tell you who it was. I didn't give you any inclination to what department he was a part of. Nothing. I might've said he, so it's a dude. Oh, good. Good luck finding out which dude, which guy male it was, you know what I mean? So no one's going to know who's going to know. Absolutely. So, well, good shit, man. Thanks for coming on and talking to us. And coming up next on the podcast is the, uh, for the first court hearing of the blue Falcon court. Welcome to Meme Lord's Court. I'm your judge, Meme Lord. All rise for me. You guys better be standing up, by the way. Oh, I rose, but I don't think in the way you think. Oh, yeah. When Gentlemen, midnight. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the very first edition of uh, Poorly Made Police Memes Court or Blue Falcon Fort Court. I can't decide what I'm going to name it, but welcome to my courtroom. I just want to throw a couple things out here. So it's the first time we're doing this. So everybody else knows the rules at home. If you're held in contempt, you get hung up in the sex dungeon down here. So don't fuck with me. Okay. I don't fuck around. This is a, this is a very classy courtroom. So no, no screwing around here. I'm not like some weak ass liberal judge. We get shit done here. Okay. So here, here's how this is going to work. This is the case of Waylon versus Vetter. And there will be opening statements on both sides. And then there will be uh, each side will have their opportunity to present their case. There'll be closing statements. And then uh, I will, I will determine the outcome of this case. Now, for the sake of time, the prosecution and defense can only ask one question at cross if they shall choose. Do you boys have any questions? None on behalf of the prosecution, your honor. Okay. Defense, do you have any questions? Defense rests. Already? <laughs> too early. So that, too early, bro. <laughs> bro. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that ends the first edition of the. <laughs> Defense is really bad at this. You're fucked. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to show any. I'm not going to pick a side or anything already. So, okay. Uh, prosecution. Do you have uh, opening statements? I sure do. You may proceed. All right, so this is a long-standing dispute that I believe goes back at least a couple months now, and we ride together a lot. And the issue came up of whether or not Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam sound the same. Not only do the band sound the same, but do Scott Weiland and Eddie Vedder, who could not sound more different in this world, whether or not they sound the same and whether or not anybody could confuse. Hey, dude, you have some terrible background noise. Do I really? Do I still? Yeah. It's like you're walking through grass or something. Are you hearing that too? I am. Better. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a, almost like a squishy, like a, do you have like a microphone on or something like that? I have a head or a headphones in. I think it's the headphones because. I hate to be a dick, but when you have the headphones, you, you may have to hold the microphone. It almost sounds like the prosecution is not prepared for this. Yeah, I would agree. I would normally edit this out, but this is gold. So um, because the prosecution is really showing their colors right here, not being professional for court. I apologize. Is that better, Your Honor? It is better. You may continue. 
All right. So this son of a bitch over here, a.k.a. defendant, thinks that Eddie Vedder and Scott Weiland, Stone Temple Pilots, and Pearl Jam sound the same. So our argument would be that he is uncultured swine, and they are no way the same, and nobody should ever confuse the two, because although they are grunge, they are distinctly different, and you should be able to know the difference immediately. Okay. Defense, do you have opening statements? Uh, yeah. The, the defense would just like to point out that they do, in fact, sound identical. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess it will let our arguments speak for themselves, but I'm just going to throw this out that nobody has ever seen Scott Wayland and Eddie Vedder in the same room at the same time. Well, there could be a reason for that right now, but um, wait, where's my little drumstick so I can make my little joke? Hold on, it's coming. See, and the reason for that now is that Eddie Vedder got sick and tired of having to play both himself and Scott Wayland. Too far? No, that was good. You got the drum on that. I like that. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, Prosecution, you may proceed with your case. Please uh, tell Judge Meme Lord, I got to come up with a better name that's bad, but please uh, present your case to me on why you believe they are two different bands and have distinguished sounds. Because I have two fucking ears that I can use. They sound completely like nobody sounds like Eddie Vedder at all. I get that they're both grunge, but you hear Eddie Vedder and you're done. So here's the best argument I have for my homeboy Vedder over there. Is the court aware of the band in excess? I am. One of the most distinct sounding bands that if you hear the lead singer of in excess, you immediately know it's in excess, right? Absolutely not, because I don't listen to garbage. I've heard of the band. I couldn't even tell you one of their songs. I'm going to have to move to recuse the court at this point for poor taste. Excuse me, sir. Do you want to be held in contempt? I have open chains down here. If it gets me hung in the sex dungeon, I'm down. Anyway, do you have a better argument? So there's a funny in excess story, but it's a very distinct voice. And I've been working with Mr. Vetter for months and months. Every time we usually listen to the radio and quiz each other on who the band is. Because Mr. Vetter follows behind me by about a decade in age. And okay, he can man. never get in excess, which always you can tell in excess right away. So it's just been the running joke and fight that Stone Temple Pilots and Eddie Vedder sound the same. I don't know if the court has any music samples, but they could not be more different. I don't know what else to say. But every time we ask somebody, I lose this argument and it baffles me and blows my mind. And I'm just keep making the argument until somebody agrees with me. Okay. So you've come to my courtroom and you expect me to have your evidence ready. Yes. You are unprepared. I am old and don't know how to do this. Okay, Boomer. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end your... um, I don't care about the rules of court. You're out. Um, Defense, please move forward with your case. Okay, so the defense would just like to point out... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I fucked up. Defense, do you have anything cross-examine-wise for the prosecution? Uh, The defense does. Um prosecution is it true that you cannot tell the difference between the two bands poison and motley crew 
That is a low blow and entirely accurate. (laughs) (laughs) They sound exactly the same. Even since I was a kid, I can't tell the two damn bands apart. Can the defense ask a follow-up question? Uh, I'll allow it since the prosecution has been unprepared. I'm going to break my own rules. Feel free. Prosecution, is it also true that you cannot ever distinguish when Journey is playing on the radio? Unless it is uh, Don't Stop Believing. I can't really argue with that. So, prosecution, you come into my court accusing this young man of not having ears when you don't know the maybe one of the most popular bands of all time journey, you can't pick them out. Oh, I can occasionally. Oh, occasionally. <laughs> Great. Okay. The prosecution arrest from the judge. Okay. Defense. You may proceed with your case. So the defense would just like to point out that he's unaware of if there are copyright violations, if uh, the defense starts playing music. However, if you listen to both Plush by STP and Even Flow by Pearl Jam at about the same time, they sound pretty identical. Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, You know what? Oh, God, you guys are both fucking your cases. (laughs) The defense would also like to point out that... um, that the that the judge of this court also at one point on his podcast had a musician on uh, the podcast who believed that Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam were in fact had the same lead singer as well. No, and he thought that I listened to it while working out before this podcast. He asked the question. He said, "Don't they have the same lead singer?" Uh, and then, yeah, he did. I know. And then the thanks judge a lot had... for that, by the way, Aaron, you <laughs> douchebag. If you listen, yeah, to this, prosecution will admit that that was terrible, terrible. That was terrible. All that I'm, all that I'm going to say is that if the prosecution cannot determine one of the most iconic bands uh, in in all of history with Journey or tell the difference between you know Poison, Motley Crue, the fact that Plush and Even Flow sound very similar, even if they're not identical. Um, as well as having a a bona fide musician, uh, emphasis on bone. Did um, you say bona fide? I did. Nice. <clears throat> musician who also agrees with the defense. He would just like to point out that the prosecution's um, arguments are thus null and void. How, that's not how court works, like at all. <laughs> that's that's why. Uh, that's why Wyland makes a lot more money than than <laughs> Okay. Uh, prosecution. I'm ending the defense because they don't know how to act either. Prosecution. Do you have any questions or do you, I'm sorry, do you have one cross-examination question for the defense? I do. And I might have a follow-up. The court allowed the defense one follow-up question. So I would ask for the same courtesy. Well, life's not fair, but go ahead. Defense, would you agree that even though Led Zeppelin and Queen are both rock bands, they both sound distinctly different, and you would have to be special and have a head injury to think they sounded the same? I would agree wholeheartedly because Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time. 
uh, a question from the judge. Who's a better band, Led Zeppelin or Queen? Defense. Oh, these are fighting words. Uh, so, so here is the 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 defense would like to say that Freddie Mercury is without a doubt the greatest vocalist that has ever lived. Mm. And as such, he would say that that Queen is in fact better than Zep. However, oh, Zep- oh my God, oh. are you fucking kidding me? Oh. However, Zep, oh. is you're under still the prosecution. He just threw band. up in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, we do this for 12 hours straight, by the way. Okay. We do. Here's the thing. And the judge is going to go ahead and lay this out here. Fred, Freddie Mercury is a fantastic musician, as is Brian May and all the boys in Queen. Yes. They are in no way, shape, or form Led Zeppelin. Fuck and, off. And the defense would also like to point out that if you were to call his cell phone right now, Immigrant Song is the, the song of choice that plays. He, he is a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I just prefer Queen for my tastes. There's something about that Don't Stop Me Now song. Yeah, well, when you're having a good time. Yeah. And you're having a ball. I mean, you don't want people to stop you, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody have any evidence to present? I'm going to take that uh, as a no. I'm going to slap an exhibit a sticker on common sense and just leave it there. <laughs> does the defense have any objections? The the defense does not have any. <laughs> okay. Exhibit a may be admitted. To <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, lucky for you fools. Uh, I have evidence to present. So stand by. So do you laugh or Defense, what song? What band is that? Stone Temple Pilots. That's okay, right, you dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay. Is uh, that Creed? <laughs> oh, you dirtbag! Me. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you are you saying that like you fucking think that's that's Creed? No, no. The defense is very aware of the song Jeremy. Okay. That's anyway. that's a long portion of our argument. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so the 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 court has found um, because you guys are done. The court has found that Pearl Jam sounds like Creed, and that's a more valid argument. <laughs> However, the court finds, because I'm not a fucking dumbass, <laughs> that they are completely different bands. STP is far and above Pearl Jam, who really had one good album, and then they turned to absolute shit. 10 is a masterpiece. Anything after 10 is fucking dog shit garbage. Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, the prosecution of Jets. The defense wants to I'm see on your side, douchebag. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're hammering Pearl Jam, who's one of the greatest bands ever. Are you fucking kidding me? You're urinating on my childhood, but go ahead, Your Honor. Okay. Ten's excellent. I let me let me talk about Stone Temple Pilots here. Mm-hmm. Core. Great album. Um the one with the Vaseline or something. That's a good album. Stone Temple Pilots is very hit or miss band. I think they're a better band 
than Pearl Jam. Would and you I think that we can that? all agree that Scott Stapp is a better vocalist than Eddie Vedder. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> is he still alive? I haven't heard about Scott Stapp in a while. No, because nobody cares. Yeah, Creed, <laughs> Creed sucks, man. Let's just get it over with. Uh, that was another That was another strange um, thing that came up in that musician podcast with the with the Aaron there from uh, Weekend Picnic is Creed. Come on, dude. They suck. Okay, so the court finds in favor of the prosecution. <clears throat> Therefore, the defense, you suck. <laughs> and as punishment, you owe this fine man a free coffee at 7-Eleven. That sounds good. Court is uh, adjourned. Thanks, boys. <laughs> that was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, terrible. I just love pointing out where uh, Wyland's terrible music preferences come into play. Hold on. Oh, I mean, we're we're out of session right now. So, what do you what are you saying about a, a dead guy? Oh, because Wyland's dead. I said that's why nobody's ever seen. Um, well, I know that's that's the joke. But you said his musical preferences. Oh, you're saying okay. I'm a fucking idiot because that's he's saying mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know if we had stopped recording. Oh no, we're still recording. So I'm just gonna look like a dirtbag. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, this was a fucking. This was a lot of fun, boys. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, when this podcast airs, I'll have another court case or two to be heard. So if you want to be on Blue Falcon Court, now you know what it's all about, and send me a message. It's not that bad. It's it's fun. I think people got like the wrong impression that I was going to solve like, you know, workplace harassment suits. That's that's probably a terrible idea. This is cheeky Agreed. and fun. That's next step. Yeah, that's when I really fuck things up. So, all right. So, that is a uh, edition 1 of the Blue Falcon Court. Stand by for more. Welcome to the second court hearing of the day in the uh, Meme Lords Court, or whatever the fuck I'm going to call it. Our second case is by versus Focals. Don't get any weird ideas. So, gentlemen, are you guys familiar with the rules of my court? Yes, yes. your honor. One at a fucking time. Have you ever been in a goddamn <laughs> courtroom before? Holy shit. All right. So with that said, by would you like to give opening statements as the prosecutor? If you would be so kind, Your Honor, I would love to present my side of the argument. Okay, go ahead and give a brief opening statement to the court. So in summary, Your Honor, uh, I believe we have a case of discrimination. Uh, Focals on the other side of this courtroom uh, thinks it's funny to wear fake prescribed, and I say prescribed in parentheses, uh, glasses, uh, would because you say parentheses or air quotes? I would say air quotes. You're right. Air quotes. Okay. Uh, because he thinks it's funny to mock us people with disabilities. Uh, he thinks it's, you know, all funny games to just mock us and wear fake glasses, you know? And I think it's uh, unfair. And I think, you know, there should be some type of ruling as to whether he is or isn't allowed to wear uh, fake glasses. Okay. Defense, Focal, do you have opening statements? Uh, yes. So um, I would say third phase of FTO, I was reading or attempting to read license plates and I was told uh, you're fucking blind and you need glasses. So I 
did as such, and I can't wear contacts. So I, due to me working during, during the daytime, I wear prescription sunglasses. And at nighttime, I switch them out to pretty much the same set of glasses, except they're clear, but Bai doesn't believe that they're uh, prescription sunglasses. So he he just believes that I'm mocking him, even though he doesn't wear glasses to work, he wears contacts. The court is clear on opening statements. Prosecution, you may proceed with your case. So I got a couple pieces of uh, evidence here as far as whether, you know, Focos actually needs them or not. So I've worked with him going on a year now. Again, we work during the day and he alleges that he wears them at night when it's harder to read license plates. I can tell you right now, uh, he does not always wear them. Uh, that's one. And the second piece of evidence is when I put them on, because as he explained, I wear contacts during our day shift. When I put them on, they do not change my vision whatsoever. They have no effect on whether I can see or not. And I can tell you right now, if he were to put on my glasses over his, my glasses would definitely change his vision. So I'm a little confused as to if they help him see how much do they even help him see because they don't affect my vision whatsoever, you know? So I'm really, really perplexed as to if they're even real or not. And on top of that, this guy buys Oakley's and gets those prescribed with, with kind of what, 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 what does that even, that doesn't even make any sense. Is that, is that unheard of in the cop world? That's unheard Sir, of. Sir, defense, it is not your turn to speak. You will shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never ran into somebody with prescribed clear Oakley sunglasses. That's just to me unheard of. Okay. Now, bye. I do have a few questions for you regarding this case. Is it possible that your eyes are just more fucked up than his? Oh, it's, it's, that's not possible. That's, that's the fact. So they are pretty fucked up. I'm not going to lie. So, okay. So you have super fucked up eyes and he has debatable eyes, but it is what, what I'm asking you is, which really he should be asking you, but I have fucked up court rules is what I'm asking you. Is it possible that his eyes are still a little messed up, but just maybe not to your level of fucky. That's possible. Definitely. But if you, I don't know if you wear glasses or not, or anybody listening wears glasses, when you put somebody's glasses on, they affect your vision in some way, shape or form. So if I'm wearing glasses or in this case, I'm wearing contacts, and somebody hands me their pair of glasses, or if I attempt to put my glasses over my contacts on, I cannot see. It affects it. It affects your vision in some way, shape, or form. And that okay. does not happen when you put on focus glasses. It just doesn't. So I'm, I'm confused. They, they're just regular Oakley glasses. That, that's what I believe that they are. Okay. So let me ask you a follow-up question. Does he look better with the glasses on? Oh, absolutely not. He, no, when you get to know Focals, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he's great, but uh, we call him High Speed Sam because he has everything <laughs> in the book that you could possibly need if you run into some type of situation. Those prescribed glasses are just an added piece to that 
uh, plethora of gear that he has. So no, he does not look better in them. No, does not. Okay. All right. That ends my questions. Do you have your one cross-examination question of him? Um, let's see. Do you want me to play the Jeopardy theme? Do you need yeah, some well, more time? I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, shoot, I, I know you told me I needed to come up with one, but fuck. Well, you don't have to. You, you don't have okay. to. Cross. Well, you know, because I'm, I'm just looking at my prescription right now, and I was willing to, like, read that as evidence. Come well, on. it's, well, that could be your turn. Okay. I'm asking if you have cross. Have you boys ever been in court before? I have. Yeah. Do you guys get destroyed by defense attorneys on the regular? <laughs> well, normally it's not over whether glasses are real or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to revoke your cross because you've pissed me off. <laughs> All right. Defense. You may present your case. Okay. First, I would like to rebuttal the whole high speed gear shit uh they're just he's saying that because i have a ballistic helmet and he doesn't um (laughs) (laughs) which which i've maybe put on one or two times during the year but just because of that i'm now high speed wait Um, wait a second does your department not issue them oh fuck no no come on yeah well no anyway all right sorry unrelated (laughs) <laughs> going to admi- admonish your department for being cheap fucks, but continue. So um, I'm going to introduce something as evidence. Uh, it's a uh, prescription for my eyes. Um, so as he was asked earlier, are his eyes more fucked up than mine? I don't know. I've never seen through his glasses, but I can tell you my eyes are only slightly fucked up. Uh, so I don't know what this shit means, but s- sphere uh, OD is negative 0.5 os is also negative 0.5 uh i'm guessing that cycle is od is negative 0.25 and negative 0.5 and axis is 120 and 72 uh so that is my evidence on that i actually have a prescription are you a oh fuck what's the word a um expert witness in glasses I had the air blown in my eyes and then I did the whole shit and they said, yep. Okay. Here's glasses. Wait, they fucking blow air in your eyes. You know, like the first thing they do, you where like did you go? It fucking Costco. They blow in your eyes. Dude, you paid for something else. <laughs> what the it's, it's fuck? Like the, the person who doesn't, doesn't actually blow in their eyes. It's a machine. You like look into it. I don't know what the goal of it is. I apparently haven't got my vision checked in a while because I haven't got blown in the eyes. Well, in, in fairness, the last time I went to the optometrist was probably in 1999. Well, yeah, that was probably before. I don't know. I, I don't know what the goal is for that. And I also want to be clear. The, they're just regular like flak jackets or like the 2.0s. They're not pit vipers or anything fucking crazy. Wait, do you have a problem with pit vipers? I, I he, he has a problem. You're fucking digging a hole here. <laughs> you got a problem with pit vipers and you got a problem with me i suggest you let that one marinate well i'm just you might as well um, you might as well um, wear snow snowboard goggles or whatever that's just my opinion but you know they have a time and place and i don't know if uh when you're working like a dv call or something if that's the time or place okay, okay hold on we are gonna we got to talk about sunglasses even though we're in the middle of court here i'm very conflicted on that 
because I like to wear fun sunglasses, but I could definitely see, let's say, you know, something bad happens to you and some cop fucking rolls up in like purple pit vipers. That's probably not the best look, right? No, I mean, shoot, <laughs> like maybe saying. working like I could see, okay, working like an off duty or directing traffic or something like that. Okay. Um, but I don't know, me being a very professional policeman as a by can attest to, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I think just the regular black glasses work fine. And, and also, and I'm going to add the reason I wear those glasses in particular, I used to have regular prescription glasses that I'd wear, but I don't want to wear regular glasses, get hit in the face or whatever, and have fucking glass shatter my eyes. These are, could be used as shooting glasses and stuff like that. So, so you could say they're tactical. They, they're yes. We're going to go back to the thing that he's tactical. Oh. Sam. So high okay. Speed well, yeah. sir, sorry. Prosecution. Sorry, you had your chance. You also shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Like fucking Eeyore over there. <laughs> okay. Defense. Do you have any evidence to present as far as could you send me and I'm not going to show the fucking world these, but can you send me a picture on Instagram of the glasses in question? So I may examine the them. glasses in question the glasses. Oh, fuck. Well, they're they're in my truck. So hold on. You've had all day to prepare for court. And the key piece you, of so evidence. I, I'm at shotgun oh, yeah. school all week and I I was wearing sunglasses on the way home and I just put them in my sun visor. Mm, okay. I'm sorry. In the subpoena, it wasn't requested for evidence and uh, it's your damn case. You're supposed I, to save yourself. All right. I, I was expecting. Did you have a chance to review your body camera and your report before before today? You should know that. You know that's coming already. You fucking know that's coming already. You gotta just do it. Okay, so defense, do you do you have any more testimony or any evidence to bring forward to the court to sway my decision? Oh that's you know I I do have a picture of me wearing them. Oh, okay. That'd be great. On Halloween. That's gonna okay. be great. There is a cute dog in it. Oh, well then I'm in. I would like to present exhibit number one. Stand by. Exhibit number one. Okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Judge. Thank you. I rest my case. <laughs> Bro, why don't you just wear like regular glasses? Thank because- you, God. Thank you. I, I've I've said before because <laughs> they do, they do offer some protection on top of the fact that they are prescription. Okay, that's fair. I've actually told a story on the podcast before. I think I did anyway. Of uh, a guy I used to work with that used to wear shooting glasses at night, <laughs> a for protection so he didn't get spit on, and B, you know they weren't going to shatter on him and shit like that. So well, yeah. And I've been spit on in the face. So, okay. Okay. Prosecution. Do you have a cross-examination question for the defense? I know you said one. Can mine be a two-parter? Sure. Why not? Okay. Can you ask the defense what his, uh, what his significant other has to say about his glasses again, glasses and uh, quotation marks? Sure, you you may answer the question. Defense. Okay, well let me let me let me actually ask her. And don't let her lie. Here, here, we'll 
we'll do this. I don't know if she fell asleep or not. She's asleep. Oh, man. Okay. okay. All right. Well, you can ask Focals because he was there when we had the conversation that one time. She was on the phone. If you want to enlighten the judge on what she said in summary about your glasses. Uh, honestly, I, I, why don't you enlighten the judge? Because I, I, I'm not 100% sure which conversation this is about my glasses. Because this <laughs> is like an everyday thing with you. Remember we were parked behind the, what was it? Yeah, the, the place we always park. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. Like You remember. I don't, don't remember don't what she said. Me- I can, if, if Today, I say, Junior, I'm going to side like on my side, obviously. But in summary, she said that you don't need them. That's exactly what she said. Now, what? but did she say did she say he doesn't need them because he doesn't need like Oakley glasses? No, or she said that she said that he doesn't, she doesn't wear them at home and that she doesn't see them in. She doesn't see them on him out you know, when they're out and about, so she assumes that Be- he doesn't really need them. Because I need them mostly for driving. Okay. I, I mean, I can drive without them, but if I need to read shit while I'm driving, it, it, I have a hard fucking time. But you, okay. you can do it. You, you, you know, what's, you what's, have- the sec- what's the second part of the question? I forgot. <laughs> so the process. Can I introduce a witness? It's not your fucking turn. <laughs> have you been in court but i'm i'm interested now so go ahead you oh, wake well, up I mean, I can, yeah, let me go let me go wake her up and jesus christ <laughs> okay while you do that um bye so because i forgot because it was a long time ago now okay what are you saying that he just does not need the glasses right like that's your argument is he just doesn't even need them at all one he bit. does not need them at all and i think he just wears them to to make fun of me okay he mocks my disability. Okay. 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 Your honor, I am back with my witness. Okay. Because this court is terrible and doesn't make any sense. Awesome. <laughs> Go for it. You may introduce your witness. Maybe. Okay. So here, what, what is your question for her? Does Focal need his glasses? What did he say? <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> I'd like to dismiss the witness. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. She she's saying she can't hear the headphones. Okay. What? Okay. okay. Here, here. Do I wear glasses or not? No. What? She said no. She said no. Are you serious? <laughs> we actually have the same prescription, so we can share glasses sometimes. Wait. So she, he does wear glasses. Yes, I do wear oh, glasses. That's she said no. Judge. Like she was joking. I don't know. She's trying to burn me right now. No, this is getting out of line. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> order, order in the court. I'm, I'm ready to make a ruling on this case. Okay. Well, I mean, after that, I mean, I whatever. That was your witness. I don't know. I don't know. Well, why. you know, I, I had a little more faith in my witness. What, what the fuck just happened? Okay, but she, 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 like fucking. Uh, what's the word? She perjured herself. Yeah, she's I, not a, wait, wait, wait. You can say that, Judge. There's no way we can accept this witness. Again, the yes. same thing I just said. So we have the same prescription. So sometimes, if we need to, we'll like borrow each other's glasses. 
but I don't really like wearing his glasses because he has cop looking glasses and mine are just normal glasses so he doesn't really like wearing mine also mine look a little bit more girly okay so but he actually has a prescription for glasses well i i'm ready i'm ready to give my ruling on this case this has a been a difficult case to decide because i think you guys are both wrong well i'm conflicted to be honest with you this is the out of the two cases i've i've presided 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 I can't say the word presided over. So here, here's the thing by, I think you're being a big baby about just him wearing glasses. Fair enough. Because you, you feel like he's mocking your disability. I don't mm-hmm. think he met you. There's been no evidence put forth to say he met you and was like, I'm going to wear glasses to make fun of this guy. So you're wrong on that account. But on the other side of it, the glasses are a little extra. They're a little extra. They're, it's weird to wear Oakleys with clear lenses. Hey. However, the court finds that the argument wasn't necessarily over the glasses themselves. The argument was over if he actually needed prescription, which really there was no like evidence at all. It was basically you guys just kind of one side or another and this being a more of a civil court, I can go based on the preponderance of evidence and not beyond a reasonable doubt. And therefore, I find in favor of the defense that he probably needs the glasses. The glasses themselves are up for debate, but that's not what we're debating here. The judge orders restitution of a coffee at QT. Hmm. Or does adjourn? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do for you, boys. You guys are just a hot mess. Yeah, we get that a lot. Good, good thing he's. Good thing he's on the transfer list. Apparently, allegedly. Oh, you guys are breaking up. Is it? Well, no. He just doesn't like. The, he doesn't like the section that I work. So no, he's, it's he's, the glasses. Hundred percent, judges. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. And the uh, fact that we can't decide over this, even his own witness said, "No, I'm really confused as how this court works." <laughs> so I'm well, just. She perjured herself, though. She perjured herself. This is a little after the fact of the recording of this court case. We had a end because we had a little technical difficulty. But I did want to throw out the glasses thing. I'm not going to be that dude that says don't wear glasses at night because you look like a douche. I think there are some advantages to that, even shooting glasses. But you can see better. I always thought so. And then uh, a get about getting spit on. So you make that decision for yourself, but I don't want anybody listening. It's be like, well, Oh man, I don't want to be a douchebag and wear glasses at night. You got to do what you think is uh, safe for you. Also, damn, I am a terrible judge. There was definitely a lot of hearsay in that case. Let's see if I do better on number three. That is such an epic opening, isn't it? No? Nothing? It is amazing. Welcome to case three of the poorly made police memes court or blue falcon court or whatever I'm going to name it. Today in my courtroom, I have is Mike Concho versus Baba Hill. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Wonderful. Wonderful. 
Okay, I don't know if you've ever been to court, but one at a time usually starts with prosecution, but whatever. It's been a theme here. Okay, so this is a, a court battle over blue falconry, and both sides will give their account of what happened, and I will determine if the defendant is said blue falcon. Uh, Honcho, will you go ahead with opening statements for your case? Okay, so this has been a long-time argument, I believe it. Began December 1st, 2018, um, when the previous night, the defendant, Bobby Hill, was called out um, to take calls because the only officer working was in a pursuit and arrested the guy and was at the jail and all that stuff. So Bobby Hill got called to a uh, hit and run accident where a vehicle had struck a gas meter in a building and arrived and did something and then left, but failed to do any accident report or anything like that. Okay. And then the next, the, the next day I get called there. I have to work the accident, track down the, the witnesses that were at the party, find my suspect, which turns out to be the, the same guy that was arrested in the pursuit the night before and go through all that stuff and type up warrants and everything when, I mean, it really all could have been taken care of that night. If Bobby Hill just would have worked it. Damn it, Bobby. Okay. Uh, Mr. Hill opening statements from you. Uh, yeah. As Mike uh, advised that I was called out based on the pursuit, uh, the officer that was in the, the pursuit needed backup. He got the guy stopped and was arresting him. Gave me a call when I went went out and asked me to go up there and look at the building that his suspect that he got in the pursuit with was the individual that struck the building in the gas meter and went and checked it out under the presumption that the officer in the pursuit was going to take care of everything based off all of it starting over there for, for the pursuit. Let him know that building in the meter had been struck. Went about my business until I went back home short few hours later. All right. So there is opening statements. Mr. Honcho, go ahead and proceed with your case. Um, to my knowledge at that time, no one was aware that the person involved in the pursuit was the person that struck the building. Is this new information that you just heard just now? I, I, don't, I don't know if it's new. Like I said, this has been ongoing for quite a few years, but. Well, what, I, what I, I'm asking, though, is did you know that the defendant's um, argument was that he believed the primary officer was going to take care of the paperwork? Is that something you were aware of before? His, his excuse has always been, I was just called to look at it, which generally when you get called out and you go to look at something you would do the report mm, okay okay now don't worry bobby you will have you will have time to uh, answer questions to mr honcho is it common practice at that police department that the primary officer takes all of the paper or would it be customary of a secondary officer to assist with 
some of the paperwork on the call? The the primary would take all the paper if they were related incidents. But like I said, I don't know that it, at that time it was known that the two were connected, which is why I had to do a bunch of legwork the next day and figure all that out. Okay. Defense. Do you have any, because it's a, a pretty straightforward case as far as the details, there was an accident. Uh, Bobby Hill got called to check it out. And then Mike Concho had to do the paper the next morning. So I, I don't have too many more questions. It's very straightforward as, as far as the facts of the case. Now, uh, defense, do you have any questions of the prosecutor? Uh, yeah, well, so we'll call the, uh, I'm gonna call the third officer, Pablo. Uh, he was the one that got in the pursuit. Did, did you ever speak with Pablo on the conversation that he advised me over the phone? Uh, I, I don't believe I ever spoke with him about that. <laughs> <laughs> so as I stated, um, Pablo had knew or knew that the building had been struck, uh, that, it was all a part of the call that he was called for was the building being hit, which resulted in him finding the vehicle, getting into the pursuit with said vehicle, and then asked if I'd go go over and check on the building and see if anything needed to be done at the time or if it could wait until he had the guy at the jail. Um, so that, that's my only question is if he never spoke with, with, the, with Pablo on the conversation that, was, that had taken place uh, between him and I prior to – uh, Mr. Honcho coming on to duty the next morning. So, Honcho, you never had a conversation with Pablo? Uh, not that I can recall. <laughs> That's the first time we got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> not that I recall. Oh, it's been fuck. a while. The cop answer of all time. Okay. Defense, you may state your case. Uh, my, my case is that based on him not gathering all of the evidence of, of the conversation that was taking place with Pablo uh, the night before, I, I plead my innocence on being a Blue Falcon. Uh, he never resolved the case as far as what I was advised from, from Pablo the night before, that everything started from the building being struck, which is what led to the pursuit. And Pablo asking me to go check to make sure there was no significant damage or gas coming from the gas meter. Um, and then the, he advised he would take care of everything after he had the individual in jail. Okay. So I have some follow-up questions. How bad was the damage? There, there was some brick and mortar work that had to be done. I believe the gas meter had to be replaced. Sir, I was asking the defense, not you. You've had your oh. turn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't know. He didn't even look at it. I well, looked at it. it. I don't. As far as the damage goes, there was some brick. It, it's an old building. Um, there was some of the the mortar that was laying on the ground where you could see it was obviously struck. Uh, the gas meter was still in, intact. Was not leaking gas. Uh, there was no need to to ring any bells, alarm anyone, as far as any issues going for the gas meter. Okay. Now, was there any witnesses on the scene when you went to go check it out? 
There was not. Um, I believe, I guess there was a house party that was going on right there beside where the building was struck. And then by the time I was called out, uh, woken up by my dispatch, called out because the only officer out was in the pursuit. Um, by the time I got dressed, talked to the officer on the phone after he had the guy in custody, uh, the party had already shut down and ceased and everybody had disappeared. They don't want anything to do with it. Okay. Now, did the Pablo, did Pablo see this hit and run crash occur? I don't know that he saw it. I believe that's what he was called for. And that's how everything took place is he had got the call. And then the, I believe the truck was speeding down the street when he was heading that direction and it matched the description given and he turned around to stop it. And that's the pursuit ensued. Okay. Man, that must be nice to chase cars for that. Prosecution, I don't normally allow this, but I I can just hear you jumping at the bit. So you go ahead and say what you got to say. I can't remember that. I don't, I don't know that he was actually called there for the accident. Like as far as I can remember, the accident and the pursuit were were unrelated at the time. Okay, so there is some discrepancies there. Now, Bobby. I asked the same question of my concho, but I wanted to just make sure I understand it because in my old agency, what we would do to help each other out is say you have a hit and run and there's an accident report to do additionally, a police report to do a criminal report to do. Someone might say, Hey, I'll take the crash. So you have a little less paper to do. Is that something that would ever happen in that agency or generally you catch it, you do everything. Yeah, generally you catch it, you clean it, um, unless it's something major outstanding that it's all, all hands on deck type situation. But something like that, it's one of those deals that you caught it, you clean it. Okay. Now, when you said you were called out, could you explain to the court exactly what that means? Were you paid on call or were you not paid until you answered the call? Um, man, that's been a long time. I don't remember if we were. I don't think we were paid on call. I uh, think that time I was I was on days off. Um, I think I was just the first one that answered the phone that night. And they said, hey, Pablo's in a pursuit, and we don't have anybody covering town. And I just happened to be the, the first one to wake up and answer the phone. Okay. Mike Concho, do you have any cross-examination questions? Well, see, I believe you got called out to cover the town. And the call for the accident came out after you were called out, correct? Not that I'm aware of. The, the, the way I found out about the accident was from Pablo. So it was never dispatched to me through dispatch. And I wasn't aware of, of any pending thing other than what he told me on the phone. That's the only reason I found out about it. Man, do I wish we had Pablo because that would answer a lot of questions here. <laughs> do do we want to try to get Pablo on? I don't know that Pablo would know how to work soon. That's true. <laughs> Pablo can barely type. Okay. Well, the court is ready to I, make a ruling on this. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, I would like to say, no matter what the court rules on this, Bobby Hill already received a certificate of blue falconry for this incident. So he's got that to hang on his wall. 
Okay. That, that was one award that uh, I accidentally misplaced and can never find again. Oh, I'll make you another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will make a quick ruling on an unrelated matter. Uh, you were given a gift and you lost it. That is wrong. And I find you in contempt of court for that. <laughs> I'll accept that one. Okay. Now, the court really does not like Blue Falcons. But the court also understands that being called a Blue Falcon is a very serious label. And it should be a justified case. In this case... I find the defendant not guilty. And the reason I find the defendant not guilty is there is conflicting information about the source of the call. Now, if it could be confirmed that he was dispatched the accident, then he would absolutely be guilty. However, with that said, and there's a lot of he said, she said stuff here. If Pablo, if they had this conversation... And Pablo said, don't worry, I'll catch, I'll take care of it. Really, the Blue Falcon in this, based on your department rules and culture, would be Pablo. So Pablo is perhaps guilty of being a Blue Falcon. But at this time, the judge has not found enough information to call Bobby Hill a Blue Falcon. Court is adjourned. Did that hurt your feelings, Mike Concho? Um, well, I mean, it's inconclusive. It so. is a little inconclusive. I can't call him guilty because um, there's more information needed, but based on what was given, because you guys have kind of a weird, that's a weird fucking thing because in my department, <laughs> like we would fucking like, hey, dude, you're fucking swamped. I'll go take that. Now, you were on your days off, though, so I kind of get that, too. So it's it's kind of a shit show there, but now, no, I'm not going to ask that because somebody will get in trouble. <laughs> well, boys, ask it. well, I'll hit pause and then I'll ask it just in case I fuck the button. Well, boys, I appreciate you coming on and being the third, the third blue Falcon case. Stand by for the fourth. If there is a fourth. And as luck would have it, there is no fourth. Womp womp. I did record a fourth one, and it might show its head at some point. It wasn't quite what I was looking for. It was really more of a debrief of a call. We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll drop it at some point. But if you guys like the court case thing, now you guys have a better idea of how this is going to roll. You know, just give me some feedback. If you uh, like it, let me know. If you think it sucks, let me know. And uh, depending on how that goes, if... If it's popular and there's a demand for it, I may do an episode a month or maybe tack a court case on here and there on the podcast. But if you want your uh, your dirty laundry aired out anonymously and for me to decide who's right or wrong, you know how to do it. Just contact me. All right. As always, if you want to support this poorly made podcast, there's a little button that says support this podcast at the end of every podcast. You click on that, put in your credit card, and you can donate a little bit of cheddar and uh, keep this train rolling. And then merch, you guys are fucking awesome. A lot of merch has been sold over the holidays. I greatly appreciate it. It helps out quite a bit, even though uncle Sam is going to fuck me this year, but next year will be a lot better. 
And then, of course, uh, by taking care of the fine sponsors of the podcast. So, as always, you guys uh, stay safe out there. And remember, I love most of you. Bye-bye.